you've found the Rock Hesperia and are on your way to building a solid life. We make disciples here. If you, your children, or anyone comes to Jesus, hears his sayings, and does them, your life will become solid. So let's get to it. James 1 and Philippians 1. Do you see it on the screens? Yes. Yeah. We're trying this new thing. Let's we'll see how we like it. Then you can, you know, kind of get there before I start running into the scripture, which I'm going to do today. I'm going to run through this whole thing. So just, you know, limber up. I don't know, stretch or something. We got to go. Let your fingers do the walking. All right. I am so excited about this. I'm amped up about the word of God, but then you already knew that. But today I'm extra. I tell you when I'm extra so you know. So you <laughs> I have felt crazy these past couple of weeks, like just crazy beside myself and just, do I break out of my skin? Do I reserve? Do I hold back? Ah, grant, God is granting me what seems like an abundance of revelation right now. And as Pastor Jennifer and I are processing through that, it's a tension between, do you say everything right now all at one time? Or do you let it flow so that they can, you know, not, it's like, a here, have a drink, fire hose, you know? So it's like, well, just... Give him a cup of water, and then give him another cup, and then give him another cup. Okay, okay. So the Lord has slowed me down, but we still got a lot to get through today. Uh, I just have to be careful to deliver this so precisely because this is what God is expecting from us. He's established this family here to do a work and to win this high desert. He has granted us the high desert, and we don't even know what, what all that means, but we're finding out. We're finding out. So uh, in, in this attempt of mine, to deliver this whole thing so precisely, I need to go step by step. And of course, that's today's title. <laughs> and I added run, step by step. How else are you going to run, right? But step by step, we're not going to get too far ahead of ourselves. And we're certainly not going to just stop. Amen. Someone say amen. 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 We're certainly not just going to stop. All right. So we hold up our Bibles and we make a declaration before we jump into the word. Can we do that again today? You have your Bibles? Hold them up. Praise the Lord. Let's say this together. This is my Bible. It is God speaking to me. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. So I open my heart today to hear God speak a word that will change my life forever. Lord, we invite you to do it. Change our lives. Oh. This is even like a really good prayer. You know, like the, the Lord's Prayer Jesus taught us, and we, we can expound on that and just pray for hours, right? This is another good one. Just take this declaration and pray this to the Lord. It's so good. It's so freeing. I'm telling you, I'm giving you good stuff already. James chapter 1 and Philippians chapter 1. Uh, I, I just trust that you're going to bear with me as my, uh, my passion and restraint, you know, simultaneously are in tension before you. <laughs> this, this will undoubtedly be a message that you need to revisit, so that's why we're recording it, and we're going to put it on YouTube as always. And so to our online audience, welcome. We're glad that you are with us in, in this case. And even if you're not in this anointed atmosphere of worship, hey, you're going to get the word of God. He has something to speak to you, and you always have an opportunity to come next week. So let's dive right in. Philippians 1, 6. Philippians 1, 6. If you're there, say, I'm there. I'm there. Praise the Lord. Sounds like a lot of us. We'll, just, we'll read it. Philippians 1, 6 says, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. 
Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you. Who began the good work in you? He did. (laughs) He. Who is he? We're getting some different answers over here. (laughs) For ease, let's just say God is doing a good work, right? Make it simple for everybody. God has begun a good work in you, and he will, what? Complete it. No, no, it's okay. King James is fine too. Perform it. Complete it. Until the day of Jesus Christ. God's going to do what he's wanting to do with your cooperation. He's going to do what he wants to do, what he's always intended to do. He's got blueprints laid out for your life. He's going to accomplish them as you say yes. Yes. As you say yes. Amen. And we have, in weeks past, talked about Joseph. Remember Joseph's story? It's like, this ain't no kind of career path. I'm in the dungeon. I'm in the pit. My brothers are selling me. Someone lied about me in a horrible crime you know, and it wasn't true. He didn't do it. But he, nevertheless, he had all these dreams inside him. He's like, I got big things in me for you, Lord. I'm a covenant person. We're together. What's all this? It's nonsense. This is not getting me where I want to go. I've, I've got potential in me. I've got dreams in me. I've got accomplishment in me. What's all this prison stuff? How is this it? How is this captivity going to help me out? How is it going to get me to where you want me to be? The sun and the, and the moon and the stars and, and the wheat and everything bowing down. To, how is that going to happen here? I don't see it. Do you remember this? And then two years go by after he's forgotten as he translates the dreams. Two years go by and he's still in prison. But that's when God shows up. God shows up after a long old time. And Joseph even tried to pave his way out of it. Remember me before Pharaoh. Didn't work. It wasn't supposed to work that way. It was not supposed to work that way. How comfortable are we saying it's not supposed to work out that way? Even though, look, just, but look, it's right here. Mm -hmm. Look at this. You could just say it's all been a lie and it's a big misunderstanding. Get me out of this dungeon. How comfortable are we saying that? Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Amen. Sounds like Jesus to me. <laughs> In Joel 2, there is some great encouragement for us. It says, God himself says, I will restore the years that the locusts have eaten. I will restore the years that the locusts have eaten. And there are all these different kinds of locusts. If you ever read Joel, swarming locusts, this is disgusting. Just brace yourself. <laughs> crawling locusts, consuming locusts, chewing locusts. I don't know about you. I don't want any of these locusts around me. You can keep the locusts. That needs to be a hashtag. Hashtag keep the locusts. Just, I, don't, I don't want them, right? Blah. And so for whatever reason, you may feel like years of your life wasted. Years even. That was Joseph's story. True? Started out when he was 17. <laughs> this is a long journey to get to the f- f- fulfillment of the promise. Oh, that was such a hard word to say. <laughs> to get to the fulfillment of the promise. It was a long time. But God says, I will restore those years mm-hmm. that the locusts have eaten, that they've swarmed and chewed and consumed and all that. I will restore those years. If it's your fault, 
he'll restore the years. If it's somebody else's fault, he'll restore the years. If it's nobody's fault and God just decided to do it that way, he'll restore the years. Your perspective on it, he'll, he'll fix all that. He'll fix all that, no matter where you are right now or how you got yourself into this mess or somebody lied about you, as in Joseph's case. He testified later, good thing I went through all that because God has used it all to bring me to this place where I get to save all the people's lives by the rationing of the food in this famine. Amen. Amen. We've got to have a, a higher perspective than what we normally do. So don't sweat if you feel like I've just been, I'm wasted here or whatever. I'm wasted at this job. I'm wasted in whatever. Whatever. In my neighborhood. Whatever. You're not wasted. God will restore it. And he has you on a place, in a place, that you need to be in right now for the next season. Your assignment in the next era of your life is dependent on this era. What God wants to do for you is dependent on what is happening right now. It's a proving ground. I don't think, I've never tried, but I don't think that they would allow me to just compete in the Olympics. (laughs) If I just showed up and be like, here I am. (laughs) Where's the starting line? (laughs) With my Mountain Dew, you know. Where's the starting line? (laughs) You get the picture, right? You get the picture. You have to qualify. You got to be there. You've got to put some time in before you show up to the Olympics and be like, where's the running happening? Right? Where's the pool out, Michael Phelps? <laughs> I'm ready to go. Keldon, you're on your way. I like that. I'm not supposed to have that in here, but I like it. <laughs> See, that's what you get when you raise a drink to me in the service, right? All right. Uh, more on that later. I made, I made green juice, by the way, so I'm not totally unhealthy. I made my green juice, you know, and it's not Mountain Dew. I don't call Mountain Dew green juice. It's, uh, it's kale and cucumber and celery. Yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Just give me time. Lemon and ginger, cookies and cream protein powder. Praise the Lord. Avocado. Hallelujah. Linda, you know what I'm talking about? I got the avocado idea from you. Bless the Lord. We need each other. You see? It's delicious. All right. But your, your next, the next era of your life and in ministry and in career and in family and in all success is dependent on this era. It's dependent on how you see this time right now. Just let that sink in. Okay, you got it. So we, it's not like we're saying, okay, well, God, God has spoken this thing. Remember Joseph again? He had the dream when he was 17. A couple dreams. I had the dream. I had a dream. Martin Luther King had a dream too. That one day. He, he wasn't foolish enough to think it's just going to change right this second. He knew this was going to be a process. And we're still working through it, unfortunately. We need to do better. But we need to do better at all this. The next era of your life depends on this era. And you can't just say, well, I got a word from the Lord. Here I go. Into the unknown. Into the unknown. Can we do it? No, the microphone's too loud. I'm going to blow out the speakers. Thank you, go. Ah! All right. 
We can't, no, it's ridiculous to do that. Here I go. I got my word. Here I go. Where the Olympics at? Here I go. I got my word. I've been told to run. Here I go. God told me. Because who knows the truth? God will tell you. He will tell you things to come. I tell you what. I'm probably going to eat dinner. Right? I'm going to eat dinner. Now, does that make dinner magically appear right here? Am I going to eat it right now? not even interested in dinner right now. I'd rather get through lunch. The next era is dependent on this era. And you can get too far ahead of God. Is that true? And step by step, you lead me. And I will follow you all of my days. Remember that song? The Jeffersons and I, we used to sing that song in our old church. It's a long time ago. It's like, no, it's fine. Don't boo, don't boo me. Don't boo me. No, it's been a long time ago. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He's brought us from Ireland. They know what their situation is. They get people saved and they send them off. They send them off to go be discipled and be disciplers. They know who they are. Praise the Lord. I'm, I'm thankful to this day for that church. Bless God. But we used to sing that old, old song back then. Oh, God, you are my God, and I will ever praise you. Right? I will seek you in the morning. I will learn to walk in your ways. And step by step, you lead me, and I will follow you all of my days. See, that's the heart of the people of the rock. We want to follow the Lord in step with him. Step by step. Step by step. Look at James 1, verse 22. James 1, verse 22. I figure if I flip there, I give you the time that you need to get there too. Thankful for that? I got you. <laughs> James 1, 22. I love the book of James. James pulls no punches. James like, you just got to know. We're not messing around with this whole Jesus thing. It, it's going to take everything. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to require you to be different than you've been. It's going to require you to be different than you've been. Amen. Verse 22 says, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. So what's unfortunate is that we can be deceived. And that's bad enough. Eve was deceived by the devil. We can kind of like give her some grace on that. The devil is tricky. But we can deceive ourselves. That's worse. It's like, I did this to myself. If I eat tons of pizza and peanut butter and chocolate, I'm going to have indigestion. No matter how much the Lord healed me from the chronic indigestion, I can bring it on myself. If I'm not a doer of the word, and I just come and I listen, and I'm here in church even, and I hear the word, but I don't do it, self-deceived. That's like a whole category of its own. Self-deceived. I don't want that for you. Do you want that for you? No. No. Looking at you. You want it? Mm -mm. I don't want it either. 2 Peter 1.19. This is being doers of the word and not hearers only. And there are cautions that I, I'm, I'm putting signposts on. Aren't you glad that there are like, when there's a curve coming, it's like that 
the speed that you've been going, they say, no, 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 not that speed anymore. Like, slow it down to 25 or whatever. I was going up around Ridgecrest by the, you know, from the kids' school to get to Bear Valley. And around that curve, I was mindful of it. I was like, there's a cop here somewhere. I know there's a policeman here somewhere trying to get me, you know, trying to keep me on my toes, keep me, keep me honest. But for my own safety even, not just to avoid a ticket, I, w- I didn't want the car to go off the road. And so I slowed it down and I took that curve. Sometimes we've got to slow our roll. In 2 Peter 1.19, do we have this on the screen? Can we put it up? 2 Peter 1.19, because we're all going to want to see this together. 2 Peter 1.19, I mixed it. I put the first part King James for you. Notice, because that's, that's how I remember it. But the second part, New King James. So we're going to upgrade in the middle of it. Just kidding. It says, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation, for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. That's always my prayer. Lord, move me by your spirit. Give me your words. Let me draw the things you want. And especially when I'm feeling it so heavy, I'm like double, triple in prayer. Lord, don't let me get ahead of myself even. Don't let me get ahead of you. Don't let my zeal launch me and propel me too far out there. Mark will sometimes say in our meetings, he's like, we just entered into a conversation you've been having with yourself for like three weeks. (laughs) I'm sorry about that. I'll catch you up. And so I know that's my tendency because I want such good for you. But it's going to be, this road is going to be paved brick by brick and we're going to walk and run step by step. We also have a more sure word of prophecy. That means that there are all kinds of things that we know and they're even good things or whatever. And we're, thinking, we're sensing these things from the Lord. Praise God. He's speaking to his people, right? And there is this thing called the Bible that is a more sure, it's, it's better than what you think you hear. It can be tested many times by the word. We, and, and for me, one of the things that is always tricky for me is timelines. It's always tricky for me. I've said this forever because, you know, we all get a sense of like, oh, and, then, and this is the time or, or that's going to be the time or that was the time. And we'll feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Lord so rarely puts a timeline on anything in the Bible. And so we can be sure of certain things, but timelines, I am so like, easy going with. Lord, you have a plan. Bring me along as, as you decide to bring me along. I'm happy to do it. So finding your way is not a one-step process. And it's certainly not done in a vacuum. You know, we're not just there. We've been given to each other. We're living life together. And we have the benefit of one another. There is safety in a multitude of counselors. We, we have... So, I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing this thing. I'm, I'm sensing this thing. And praise God, like at our church, like I'm not trying to paint a bleak picture. We have so many people here, like even our leaders who are, are submitting things to us. We, we've already had a conversation, have more conversations to have in the near future, submitting these things. They're feeling these senses from the Lord, right? And we get to walk through it and just bit by bit and just listen a lot, listen a lot, listen a lot, pray, hear God, and have the, the safety together to know that we're going to get down the road safely. We're going to get down the road accurately, we're going to get to his will and his time, his way. Amen? Amen. 
Uh, so you should be proud of the church that you're in, you know, and the leaders that, that you have serving because so honorable. They do it right. Praise God. Uh, we must be doers or we're self-deceived. Now look at uh, Matthew 7. Matthew 7, verse 21. Jesus says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who what does the will of my Father in heaven. Not everyone who says to me. They say, Lord, Lord. And there's going to be many who say, Lord. Oh, Lord. It's lip service. Talk is cheap. Many will say to me, Lord, Lord. Have we not prophesied in your name? This sounds like spiritual stuff, right? Have we not cast out demons in your name? That sounds like more spiritual stuff. This, this, and like, I don't know how many people have cast out a demon in here, but that seems like next level, doesn't it? And we've done many wonders in your name. Miracles are being done in the name of Jesus. And the truth of Jesus works. But look what he says. Jesus says, I will say back to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. You who practice lawlessness. See, we're talking about not just saying, but doing. Not just saying, but doing. And not practicing lawlessness. There are so many things that the world tells us is perfectly fine. Perfectly appropriate. I'll give you one. And just, you know, for sake of ages and mixed company, you know, there is like physical, sensual gratification that is good, made by God, intended for human use and enjoyment and all that. But... Outside of marriage, no, it's not time. It's not the right case. Is it a good thing? Yes, it's a good thing. It's not the right time outside of marriage. And if you're married, it's not for anyone else except your spouse. There are rules. There are boundaries. Practicing lawlessness is something that we're even encouraged to do. Oh, everybody, like, what are you doing? I was watching something from one of our, our love, beloved pastors Tammy Sevko has this little Instagram, um, like, quick snippets. They're, like, seven minutes, and she tackles difficult issues. And, she, and people were shocked at her virginity. What? Well, you're shocked? Don't be shocked. Just, like, the world, deep darkness is covering the people, right? Darkness covers the earth, deep darkness of people. But the Lord is shining, arising over you. He says, arise and shine. We should be light, and darkness should be like, what just happened? I'm not even here anymore. <laughs> what happened? The light came, and now there's no more darkness. Amen. So, uh, popular beliefs, social norms, politics, all this, opposite of the word, opposite of the Lord, don't buy into it. It's a trap. It's a lie. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Amen. Oh. All right, more confession. This isn't, this isn't like therapeutic for me. This is for your benefit. Um, I'd rather not say it. Uh, and I'm fine. I'm healed of all that. So, but this, I'm bringing it back. I had a time in my life where I was so confused at how anything is going on and in, in serving in church and this and that. And there was, our pastor had begun this thing. 
called Christians in Action, and it was a servant evangelism kind of ministry and, and all that. And so, uh, yeah, I was working at it. I was, giving, I was giving to it. And then, you know, the relationship was strained, and it was suffering. And so I, in my heart, I, it, I felt it. Have you ever felt that your heart, you can sense it, your heart's feeling it. There's like a distance growing. There is, there's a complication in here. And there came a time that even belonging to that church, I said, you know what I want to do? Me and some friends, we're going to start our own servant evangelism organization. And we called it Hope Works. You know, yeah, I know, you're shaking your head at me. It's terrible. I know. Give it to me. Give it to me hard. Yeah. Um, I've, I've repented. Hope Works United. And we started this whole thing. Vanity. 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 Van- what does uh, Solomon say? <laughs> it's all vanity. It was pride in my heart. I could do this better. And I, you know, and I'll brand it my way, you know, and I'll make my logo, and you know, whatever, right? I mean, I was, I was able to make the first logo. I, what was I even thinking, you know? But we made t-shirts and the whole thing, and we were out there in the community, and we were videotaping everything, and it was all over the place. Oh, yeah, we were making a big splash, a big to-do. And we were sure busy. We didn't really accomplish anything for the kingdom. But we were sure out there. Sure visible. Sure selling a lot of shirts. Nah. I look back and I think, oh, what a waste. What a waste for my own pride. Never heard this one, have you? Stick around. You'll hear it. It's for your benefit. I'm embarrassed of it. But the Lord's restored me because I repented. He's restored the years that the locusts ate up in that time in my life. Amen. Amen. When we exchange our lives for Jesus' life, we say, I'm as good as dead. The old me is dead. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I have no rights. I have no preferences. I have no dreams of my own. It's all for you. Tommy Walker has a great song. I'm going to make my life all about your glory. I'm going to spend my days as good telling the world your story. I don't care what anybody says. I love Tommy Walker. (laughs) Pastor Caleb says he uses too many words. I I like his words. Luke 6.46. You know this one pretty well, don't you? Luke 6.46. Anyone who's been around the rock any time at all knows Luke 6.46. Jesus says, but why do you call me Lord? You call me Lord. (laughs) Just don't call me late for dinner. You call me Lord, but do not do the things which I say. Lip service, empty words. You call me Lord, but you're not doing it. Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He's like a man building a house who dug deep. You got to do the deep soul searching work. If I would have known to do it, if I would have done it back then, I would have saved myself that embarrassing situation. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house. Someone say, this, the flood is coming. And the flood could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation, against which the stream beat vehemently, and immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. Call me Lord, do what I say. I'm instructing you. 
Jen and I knew that God required the tithe, the first 10% of our income. It belongs to him. We knew it belonged to him. We knew we should have given it in the offering plate and, and let it ride. But we did not for a season. Long ago, when we were singing these songs, right? Long ago, we didn't do it. Even though we knew to do it, we didn't do it. We removed God's hand of blessing over us, and it was our fault. And then, of course, like, you know, years later, you find yourself in all this debt and everything. Of course. You thought you were going to make it your own way. You are going to do it on your own steam. Because, look, this month, this 10% could buy a whole bunch of stuff or whatever. Terrible. Until we began obeying, and here we are blessed. Amen. It's the same. Obedience produces blessing. Someone say, God's plans are better than my plans. Amen. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, God says, My thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways. He says, don't, don't just automatically equate the two. I'm saying something, and you have a tendency to say something else. Get on my page. This book of the law, this book of the law, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Say this. Say the more sure word of prophecy as, you know, gospel, as truth, as settled forever in heaven amen for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts don't we all get a good idea and then we start go chatting about it like our friends and just look at the trends and this and that and like we're looking at we're making our lists our pros and cons lists and everything yeah of course we do that's human nature well god says i'm trying to give you a heavenly nature my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Come to me. Come to me and, and stay there. Press in there. Listen until we are clear. Until we are clear. Uh, even if we're off only one degree, and it doesn't work so well in here, but if I had a compass, I would, I would take it one degree, and so here's the one degree. And if I start walking this way, and this person starts walking this way, even though we're touching right here, it doesn't take very long, and we're way off the space between that one degree, however much time goes down the road or distance, you're way off from what God is intending. You know, on the straight path right here. Point this way. John 3.16, we were talking about it this morning. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in Jesus should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved. Verse 17 is so critical, and we miss it because at the football games, everyone's holding up John 3, 16, right? It's like, and 17, you know, just extend it a little bit. Um, but that the world through him might be saved. This is God's plan. This is God's plan, that the world through Jesus might be saved. Saved from what? There are a ton of good answers to this, and I'm going to give them to you. Save from yourself. Save from yourself. Now, that's not the ultimate answer, but it's part of it. Save from the, the devil's plans for you. That's true, too. Jesus came to save us from the, the work of the enemy. But you know what? This is the real answer. Save from God. Save from God's righteous judgment and wrath that because we disobeyed and we refused the sacrifice of his son and all he's intending to give us? We deserve it. 
Saved from God's wrath. That's what saved means. I just blow your mind. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. I had been so frustrated with dating. I was like, enough of this. Nonsense. Not into it. And I was like, ah, so frustrated. And it was at that time that my friend had invited me to play piano at the church. And this is where my whole like, ministry and, and life started, my serving life started, praying at church. And uh, he said, just basically, he was like, hey, you got something to give? We can use it. Bring it to the Lord. Play piano here at the church. And as I did that, as I gave myself to that, God gave me something so beyond that, that paltry $100 a week, which I was very grateful for. He gave me something beyond that and beyond being able to make music in a safe environment with people that I love. He gave me something far beyond that, the greatest, most precious treasure in my whole life. I met my wife there. I got Jen out of the deal. Praise the Lord. I don't deserve this. Praise the Lord. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. God added incomparably to me. Bless God. Matthew 28, 19 and 20 says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to, does anyone want to say it? Obey everything I have commanded you. Oh, sorry, that's not even the same translation. I think I'm looking at the old NIV and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. I'm with you as you teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. Now part of it is you figuring out everything he's commanded you. And you teach others. The thing that you know, you can teach others. And none of us in here would be so presumptuous to say, I know everything. Anyone? Any takers? Me neither. Chuck, I know you were just reaching over. That wasn't it. <laughs> Amen. Uh, so I told you about this really frustrating time in my life. My heart wasn't settled. I was like, how am I here? I'm trying to serve you. I'm trying to be in unity. I said, is there like a submission handbook somewhere that someone wrote for the churchman? You know, like they're just trying to like just struggling with the pastor, you know, and I was like, ah, I recognized it, but I wanted to be right. I'm sure I didn't do everything right. And I finally got to the place where I was like, Lord, I, I, my heart can't take this anymore. And if you still want to use me, you have to give me to a loving trustworthy caring pastor you you have to i'll i will stay in ministry if you do that otherwise i i can't i'm just brokenhearted and that was me that was just my that was my strength capacity and it was exhausted um and and praise god he did he gave me to a pastor who loved and cared about me and it was only an hour away from my house That's rough, right? That's rough. But sometimes it costs you something. If God supplies, take it. Take the thing that he's supplying. And he's trying to supply richly. And that was a, such a healing time for us. Praise God for loving, caring pastors who will actually shepherd you and train you and equip you and give you opportunity. I'm telling you, it... <laughs> Now, it was an hour away on the way there. But on the way back, 
you know, because the 15 is, is as volatile as it is, and there was construction during a few of those years, we would sometimes get home 1, 2 in the morning from Wednesday night service. Oh, yeah, Wednesday night service and everything. What we did was we went, I got the babies ready, whoever was born at that time, and uh, we went and met, we met Jen in the Super Target parking lot, and she would drive from work because it was on the way down to the church so we could get there on time. And then we would come back and we'd have to stop there. That, we, we finally got hit to the drive because we, we used to leave your car at work, which was farther away. Anyway, we got wiser. And uh, so we did that. But it was, I mean, babies in the car. You, feel, you start feeling this thing, right? But we, would, we never, we didn't love traffic. But we were always grateful for what the Lord provided, even though there was a cost to it. Happy to do it. Uh, we, and that was on a weeknight, by the way. Someone had to get up for work the next morning early. Did it like a trooper. The boss. All right. Um, I, I, I'm a little uncomfortable saying this, you know, because like, you, know, you lose like blessing in heaven if you like toot your own horn. I'm not meaning, I'm not meaning to toot my own horn, but I want to tell you the, like, the severity of it, right? is that I left, which was the most money I ever made, I've ever made in my life, $40,000 a year. And I left it and I, and to go to Corona to make $0 a year. That was, there was no money on the table, but this is my, my earnest heart before the Lord. It's never been about money. He knows I need to eat. He'll take care of it. We were down there a little bit, and Pastor Caleb said, we've been able to secure $1,000 a month for you. Praise the Lord. That was something. So I went from 40 to 0 to 12. Praise the Lord. He said, we, we're trying to pay for your gas and, you know, kind of the, the things it takes to get down here, whatever. And uh, so praise God. But all of that, we said yes to the Lord. And, and he even waited a long time. I was processing this with him. To say, help me. What am I doing wrong? How am I missing all this? I'm, when I'm trying so hard. And he waited a long time. He, and he even told me, I, w- I was in that same super target. One, we were grocery shopping one day, and I was on the phone with him. And he said, I want you to know that I've, it's not for lack of interest or lack of care or anything that I've waited on this to you know, invite you back with us you know, to that church. Um, but he was being careful as a shepherd not as a thief, you know, you're not trying to steal me from another church and this and that, you know, it's like there was just a time that the Lord gave him an opening, but it was a long time. Hashtag Joseph. You feel like that. But uh, there were times that we were buying hundreds of dollars of gift cards to Del Taco at a time. Hundreds of dollars at a time because that was the only that we would go through Del Taco and then go down the hill. Am I painting a picture for you? It wasn't easy. But it was worth it. And we wouldn't say no to that for anything. Del Taco and Target and traffic and all the whole thing. We wouldn't, we wouldn't trade that for anything in the world because look what God gave to us. In level 5, anyone who has taken OSL up through level 5, you'll know this scripture. Hebrews thirteen seventeen says, Obey those who rule over you and be submissive. I know I've lost most of you right there. <laughs> Obey those who rule over you and be submissive. For they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. 
we all know this because we've been through those classes, you know, and we're like very serious about this whole thing. We, we want to honor the Lord. We want to be close and, and sincere with the Lord and earnest. And so he's saying part of what I've given you is leadership. Part of what I've given you is this whole, so obey those who rule over you and be submissive. They watch out for your souls as those who must give account. That means that we have to answer to Jesus for you. So when we speak, when your leaders speak, we're all doing it for your best. We're doing it for your best. Stick with the conversation. Stay in it long enough to, to, to get it and to embrace it and to know that it's true. We watch out for your souls as those who must give account. And what's the soul? The soul is the part of you that was born first. The soul is not the spirit. May your entire spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless. Your spirit is the born-again part of you, the part that's perfect, the, God that, the part that God has said it's the righteousness of God in Christ. That's the new you. You still got that soul clinging. And there's things that the soul wants and things that the soul sees and timelines that the soul prefers and ways that are, you know, your soul's ways that are lower than his ways to contextualize that scripture. Amen? We have to acknowledge it as truth and say, I want the Spirit to rule in my life, to rule over that, that soul man. Um, I knew I was called to preach. The Lord had told me that. I'm interspersing my story throughout this, obviously. I knew I was called to preach at some point, although that, I wasn't, that wasn't like a built-in. I didn't start automatically with that. But over time, the Lord showed me, called to preach. Okay, great as well as lead, lead worship and write music. Uh, but I disciplined myself to never try to use, you know, where I was as like some sort of weird stepping stone to something else. Uh, you know, you may have heard, um, uh, you may have heard this in the church world. You know, it's like, yeah, but, you know, I'm, I'm just doing this until I, you know, until I, this. Uh, not necessarily, you know. It's like I'm walking in obedience to Christ step by step. That, that should be our, our testimony. Um, it's not about prominence. It's not about income. You know, it's not about a more lucrative, more honorable, you know, more platformed, whatever situation for myself. It was, what was the Lord doing? And again, step by step. Um, I, I just, I gave it all I could. I gave, I gave what I could. All, all of me. To the Lord. I diligently served all that time. And um, my pastor, who loved me and equipped me, gave me more and more opportunity. And throughout many churches, you know, they had given me more and more opportunity. Sean, in fact, you know, I started playing the piano, and he let me, he asked me to start writing music charts and lead the band and all that stuff. And then there was an opportunity to begin leading worship and then pastoring worship arts and into communications and pastoral care and, you know, even assistant assistant pastor type roles, although I didn't really have the title officially uh, all that time. Um, but just seeking, waiting on the Lord, and he did it. Uh, we, during this time, and this was even more recent, uh, in the past, uh, I'd say three, four years ago, we were saying, well, Lord, well, we could just start a church-ish thing, you know, kind of like Francis Chan was doing, if anyone's seen what he's kind of been doing like the last maybe decade or so. It was the outside, and there was like one person with a guitar and like one microphone, and they would just open the Bible, and it was like at the gathering outside, you know, no overhead, literally or figuratively. And um, 
they were just doing this like simplistic kind of church situation. And I thought, we, we got a dirt park right here. Anyone's been to my house knows a dirt park, right? And uh, we got a dirt park right here. We'll just gather the people and we'll just open the Bible and yeah, we'll figure something out. And the Lord never let us do it. We just, we could have done it, but we didn't feel settled. We stayed in it long enough. We didn't rush out ahead. And he kept us from it. And we just decided we're not going to move until it is time. Do not awaken love until it pleases. I know that's a different context, but still it seems right here. Um, we, throughout this whole time, we had no idea what God was cooking up for us. We had no idea that his ultimate plan was to give us an amazing, the perfect gift of you. How could we? No one was talking about it. <laughs> and here we discover this, and here it comes. Praise the Lord. We're excited to be here. We're blessed to be here. We see God's hand at work here. Stay in it. Stay in it long enough to hear clearly. And you'll be kept from all of that that I had to go through. I'm telling you my story so you don't, have, don't go out and get your own. Amen. Matthew 25, 20 says, So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord just said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. Notice that Jesus didn't say, he said, well said. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. And turn to the joy of your Lord. We must take steps as God directs us. I'll give you, a, well, I was going to say one more. It looks like maybe three more. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. Luke 16 says, if you want to write that down, Luke 16, 10 and 12. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? Oh, there's a, there's a cost. Who are you serving right now? Faithfulness, faithfulness, faithfulness. As unto the Lord. Obey those who rule over you. It's the whole package. This is the whole counsel of the word of God, by the way. Lack of obedience removes you from the path that God has called you to walk. And that's the last thing that we're going to stand for here. We won't stand for it. It costs you too much. Not into it. I want life and life more abundantly for everyone who calls the rock home. Ephesians 5, 14 to 16 says, Therefore, he says, Awake you who sleep. We've been talking a lot about that. Arise from the dead. Talking a lot about that. And Christ will give you light. Talking a lot about that. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time. Does that sound like what the Lord said he would do? Restore the years? Redeeming the time because the days are evil. The days are evil. And we've already known that darkness is going to cover the earth. Deep darkness is going to cover the people. It's happening. No, no one would contest that. The world tells you if it feels good, do it. Of course they say that. You can, so you should. Better to beg forgiveness than ask permission. Have you heard that one before? I know you have. Look out for number one. Don't wait. Get it now. There's no truth but your truth. You heard that one too? It's a lie. And uh, I'm embarrassed a little bit to admit this, but um, the digital underground says do what you like. Thank you, Will. See, the days are evil. 
Darkness is covering the earth, deep darkness covering the people. That's what Isaiah 60 verse 2 says. But the Lord will arise over you. The Lord will arise over you. Say, the Lord will arise over me. And his glory will be seen upon you. Say, and his glory will be seen upon me. So here's what I want to leave you with. As all of our worship team and even our prayer team, would you gather? Run in obedience, step by step, knowing that God will surely restore anything that the locusts have eaten from your life. Being confident in this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. You stand to your feet. Every service, we don't just hear the word, but we attempt to do the word even right now, as much as we can right now. And so this is the commitment time where we take what we've heard and we say, this is what I'm going to do with it. I'm going to give my life to you in a new way, Lord. And so let's posture our hearts to pray and to give to him even in this time. Sure, he may speak to you and you can receive these things that he's, he's depositing in you. Absolutely. But walk circumspectly as wise people. Circumspectly means you look all around. I, I know what's all around. I got dinged on my driver's test for not using my mirrors. Was not circumspect on that day. Walk circumspectly. Take the whole counsel of God into account. Because the last thing I want to do is just get all excited about something and, and send you out even one degree off because you're going to find yourself way off. We want to be exactly dialed in 100% to what the Lord is saying. So it's slow going sometimes, step by step. Amen. Let's pray together. I encourage you to use your words as I pray. You don't have to repeat after me, so to speak, but you can. But Lord, we thank you for your word. The word has spoken to us today. Jesus, you have spoken to us today. And we've heard you. Lord, there may be a wrestling in our hearts about it. Our soul may be resistant to some of this. Lord, I ask for you to bring peace. I ask for you to bring passion. I ask that the wrestling match will end with the spirit leading and the soul being in submission. In fact, you may even just want to speak to your soul. I speak to you, soul, in the name of Jesus and say, align to the will of God and the plan of God. As for me, <laughs> I will serve the Lord how he wants it. Oh, there are so many things that God is teaching us. We don't want to make our vain traditions equal. They don't even come close to the commandment of God for what he wants for his church, his bride. Lord, we'll address it. We'll address the direction that you've set for us. We'll address the, the blueprint. We'll look over your plans and, and not merely submit our plans to you. Make any changes that you want to make. Lord, I'm open to it. Come on, can we just open our arms to the Lord and just say, I'm open to the changes you want to make in my thinking 
in my behavior, in my speaking. I'm open to the changes you want to make. Thank you for your spirit inside me. Thank you for my leaders. Come on, say it. Thank you for my leaders. Thank you for your closeness. Thank you for this family. Thank you for protection and safety. Thank you for a, a multitude of godly counselors. Thank you that I am not alone. I offer myself to you. A living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to you. Set apart from the things of the world. Set apart from even my old ways. I'm seeking your higher ways. This is my reasonable service. I love you because you love me. Oh, this is a real time. I had no, meant, no thought of this, so receive this from the Lord as revelation. Whom the Lord loves, he corrects. So don't feel under any condemnation. There is no judgment. There's nothing weird or heavy here. This is a place to unload. We're yoked up with Jesus. It's light there. Easy. And just let it go. Say, Lord, I receive your correction. Lord, I receive the fullness of your correction. And I receive the fullness of your love. Show me if I'm even one degree off. And I will follow you. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you need further prayer, just know that the prayer team is up here for you. And pray expecting answers. Amen. Amen.